Hi, welcome to Civics Change Agent Chat, episode 34. During these chats, we speak with change agents who are working to create a better healthcare system for us all. I'm Stephanie Spriggs with the Center for Improving Value in Healthcare, or as we like to call it, Civic. In this chat, Carrie Frank, Civic's VP of Communication and Marketing, is speaking with Trampus Hutches, CEO of Melissa Memorial Hospital. Melissa Memorial used an outmigration report from the COAPCD to understand where patients were going for care and what services they were seeking. They then compared the data with the Community Health Needs Assessment and a market share study to determine how to expand their services. During this chat, we learn what insights the report uncovered and how Melissa Memorial used these insights to improve care for their region. We recorded this chat in October 2018. Thanks for listening and enjoy the chat. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining today's Civic Change Agent Chat and Report Demo. I'm Carrie Frank. I'm Civic's VP of Marketing and Communication. Before we get into our call content today, I just wanted to mention a few housekeeping items. Number one, the phone lines are muted today and we will be using the Q&A feature to field any questions that you guys have. Um, and we'll take all of those questions at the end in our Q&A discussion. Um, this webinar is also being recorded and will be posted to the Civic site so that you can access it for free anytime um, after the call. We'll be posting that information on the Change Agent Chat page of our website at civic.org. Um, today we're very excited to have Trampus Hutches from Melissa Memorial Hospital in Holyoke, Colorado with us today. Um, what we're going to do before I introduce Trampus a little bit more and get to our questions for him, I'm actually going to demonstrate the data that Trampus and his facility have used um, for some strategic planning so, just, so I can kind of level set with everybody on the call of, of what kind of information um, Civic was able to provide Trampus and, and Melissa Memorial Hospital um, so that you guys have an understanding of, of what he used prior um, to us having some questions for him about how he used the information to Im to assess the community services that they were providing and to enhance those services. So thank you, Trampus, for joining us. We appreciate you being on the call here today with us. I am going to share my screen, so hang on just a second as I do that. So this is what we call the Colorado All-Pair Claims Database Out-Migration Standard Report. And those of you familiar with the Colorado All-Pair Claims Database or are not familiar with it, um, it is a database of claims information. We um, are the administrator at Civic on behalf of the state Medicaid department to run the uh, All-Pair Claims Database. And then we turn that information into both public and custom data. This is an example of a standard report that we developed that's actually a custom product that we provide that isn't available on um, online for free, but you can purchase this report from us. And Trampus used a report very similar to this that we call the out, outpatient um, outmigration to analyze um, where patients were going in his area of service and for what types of services. So. For, um, for me, this was an exciting report that we got to develop 
we started developing it actually in, in conjunction with Trampus. He had a need, so they were, we, we used them as what we called our beta partners, so we're very thankful to them for helping us to develop this report and to provide this information and make it as valuable as possible to providers in Colorado. But where I came from before Civic was the Colorado Rural Health Center, and I know we have several people on the phone today from DRHC, so hi to all my former colleagues and friends over there. Um, but one of the things I know is, is always a challenge when I was working at the Rural Health Center um, for the rural providers is really understanding, you know, what services you're providing, um, you know, know who's coming to your facility, but you don't know what's happening beyond your facility and where people are going for what reasons. And in order to serve your community the best way possible, um, it was really difficult for rural hospitals and rural clinics to understand, you know, are we providing the right services? Um, if people are leaving our community, what are they going um, outside of our community for? And how could we perhaps better serve the needs um, and increase access to care in certain areas? So that's kind of the premise for developing this uh, report in the first place. So I will walk you through what you're seeing here. We have different filters. So in the ABCD, we have commercial claims, we get Medicaid claims, and then we also have a Medicare Advantage um, insurance claims that get submitted to us on a monthly basis. We also have Medicare fee-for-service data as well. It's not in this report because there are very specific ways that we're allowed and not allowed to use Medicare fee-for-service data. It has to be for very specific research purposes. Um, so this report does not have Medicare fee-for-service, but in some instances you can still get that information from us. So we do have it broken down by commercial, Medicaid, and Medicare Advantage as you can select um, one payer line of business at a time, or you can look at across multiple types of insurance payers. We also have years, different years available. Um, this report currently has 2012 through 2016. We do have 2017 claims available. This is just a demo, but anybody who would be receiving this information now, we do have 20, a full run out of 2017 claims, so you can have the most full recent full year of data available as well. Um, in addition to those filter selections, you also have the ability to look by different counties. So this is actually um, the resident location where people are residing. So right now I have selected Alamosa County. So this means is all claims in the ABCD for people who have a um, zip code that falls within Alamosa County. So you can click on multiple counties if you have a service area that includes um, several counties. You can look across different counties at a time, or you can look all the way across the entire state. Um, you can also look at all frontier counties at a time, um, all rural counties, and all urban counties as well. And then within each of those counties, you also can drill down even deeper into a specific zip code that might be of interest for you. So here you see um, the zip codes that are available in Alamosa County if you wanted to drill down even further within that county. We also have breakouts if you are interested in just an age, a particular age group and seeing what their patterns of um, care are. You can look across different age groups and you can also select male or female. And then if there's a particular service category that you're interested in, um, it is also, the data is also broken down 
by different um, categories of service that are available. So again, we're looking at out migration of just outpatient services. And actually, this is really an in-migration as well, because it's also going to show you who's staying within your county and then also who's leaving the county for particular things. And then you also can sort by um, the things that are important to you. So if you want to look by total number of claims that are going um, highest to lowest, or you can look at total amount that is paid, um, the member liability portion, the plan paid portion, and then also by the average distance traveled. So right now, we're looking by claim count. So again, this is um, all patients who live in Alamosa County. So if you look at the highest um, number of claims, about 200,000 claims are going to this hospital here. Um, and if you are uh, receiving this information from us, whoops, it, my page changed. Hang on just a second. If you're receiving this information from us, then you would actually be able to tell who you were. Let me go back to Alamosa County since it kicked me out of that. So for example, if, if this were Trampas's report, he would know um, which facility he was here in this data. So this hospital here in Alamosa County is getting the majority of the outpatient claims. Um, the paid amount total between both the plan and the patients is about $14 million for those outpatient claims. Um, and the member liability portion is about $2.3 million. Um, compared to the plan paid, it's about $11.9 million. And then people in Alamosa County are traveling approximately 2.1 miles to visit this hospital for services. So if you're interested to know then a little bit deeper about you know, what, what kinds of services are going to this hospital, you can click on that particular facility and then it generates more data below that's going to show you the reasons why people are going to that facility. So if you scroll down a little bit, you can see um, the top reasons why people are visiting that facility. So you have a lot of, a lot of lab, lab tests and things that fall under null and other, which is just a, a result of some things that didn't get categorized in, in specific areas. But then you also have a lot of ER visits, about 14,000 ER visits. You have a lot of ambulance services. If you scroll down, you can see other types of services like imaging, um, some hospital visits, uh, again, more lab tests, um, chemotherapy visits. And then in this bottom section, you also get more information about the percent of um, the market that this particular hospital has. So this is across actually all of Colorado, not just the Alamosa area that was selected. So for lab tests, they're getting approximately 0.81% of all lab tests in the entire state. And then they're getting paid um, $921,000 across those years that we selected, which in this case were 2012 to 2016. Um, the average amount that they're getting paid is $23.32 for these lab tests. And that is approximately 18% above the average, statewide average, for um, lab tests. So you actually, I think this is kind of an interesting um, way to look at the data so that I know in, a, in some rural communities there's a perception, sometimes incorrect perception, that uh, facilities might, in their 
area might be more expensive than going to a bigger facility. Um, you can actually see for an ER visit here, uh, this facility is 57% um, less um, costly than the statewide average per visit. Um, so this data can also be used to change perceptions within communities. If there is a perception that your facility might be more expensive or not, you can actually use this data to compare yourself. And then I think, uh, you know, this might be, if you were getting, if you were a hospital in Alamosa and you were getting this information, you would be interested to know what's coming to you, but then you also want to know why would people be leaving. So then you can click on a hospital um, below, and this, this is the highest number of claims uh, for people who are perhaps going to Denver. It looks about 267 miles away. There are 5,900 claims coming going outside of that county. Um, so then you can do a similar analysis and look at the reasons why they might be leaving the community. So you, again, have similar things with lab tests, um, but then you can also see some, there's some emergency room visits. Um, look at the price comparison again in these areas. So that's a high level um, overview of what you can receive from the out migration. We do have a similar report that's also um, the inpatient version of this. So it, it buckets by DRG so that you can see not only outpatient services, but then also inpatient services and where people are going for different types of services. And we're also um, <clears throat> doing a roll-up version, creating a roll-up version of this information that would combine all of the different facilities. So it's more of a population health view of all of the services that are within one community and where those where people might be traveling what the average distance is for and what the top 10 reasons people travel outside of that community are um, so people can use this if you're using it for strategic planning and Trampus is going to discuss a little bit more about how he used it um, you also could look if if you are a county that doesn't have access to services, uh, like Clear Creek County is a good example. I think they just now um, have a an outpatient facility for the first time in Clear Creek. So if you're looking to maybe open a facility in a certain area where there isn't one right now, you can also do similar analysis to understand um, where people are going, how far people are traveling, and what the common services are that they are leaving that community and needing access to. So with that, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. A reminder, too, that if you guys have questions as we're going through, please chat them in the chat box, and then um, we'll answer those towards the end. So again, I want to welcome Trampus. Um, from Melissa Memorial Hospital. Trampus is the CEO of Melissa Memorial Hospital, which is a critical access hospital out in Holyoke. And I'm gonna um, let Trampus introduce himself a little bit more. Thanks again for joining Trampus. Yes, thank you for, for having me. So um, uh, my name is Trampus Hutches. I've been uh, in, in healthcare for about 26 years now. I've been everything between a CNA, a rad tech, anesthesia tech, uh, radiology techs, uh, everything you can imagine in between, and now, now sitting where I'm at now. Um, I've started out in my administrative career at Middle Park Medical Center up in Granby in Kremlin, Colorado, and then moved out here in, at the beginning of 2016, January of 2016, 
and so approaching my third year now. So that's a little bit about my, my background. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the call with us today and, and describing to folks how you're using this information. So I, I would like to start out just by asking, um, you know, what was the impetus of getting this data from from Civic and from the APCD and the purpose of, of using this information for the study that you that you did. Right. So so when I started here at Melissa Memorial Hospital, um, we had some some pretty pretty even years for several years where our business hadn't grown very much, and so um, it was the end of a strategic planning period. And um, I started in January, and so it was really just kind of the beginning of trying to understand how where our patients were going, what services was out there that we, we weren't providing here, and what kind of access that we didn't provide. Um, and, then, um, and then we were also uh, due for our community health needs assessment um, that year as well. And so knowing that we were doing all of that, um, we needed some robust data sets that we didn't have at that point in time to show where our patients went. Um, and I, I uh, saw a presentation that was given by Eddie Costa from, from Civic, and, and I knew that's right when I needed that data, and that would be what would, would help during this process. That's great. Um, so what, what did you guys learn when you, when you used this information, and how did you, how did you implement that in, into your facility? Right. So uh, the first thing I learned right away was the, the, the power of the data and the, the ability to use it and the, and the speed of which the data was, was given to me uh, in the report and how to slice that to make it, make it usable. Um, learned that we had several areas, many areas of opportunity of, of patients outmarrying to, out to other communities and other facilities for service lines that we could provide here. Um, so um, really that started asking the question of, okay, why and, and how, how can we capture those things and what, we can, what can we bring back in house? Um, and, then, um, and then we just kind of looked around and determined what our basic service lines were and matched uh, what that information showed as well to see where our market share and our opportunities for market gain in those areas that we already had uh, of existing service lines. Great. So how were you able to use this information in your community needs assessment? Tell us a little bit more about what you have to report in those um, community needs assessment and how this supported that um, collection of information. Right, right. So so the Colorado Rural Health Center actually did our community health needs assessment that year. And so so really there's a couple of things that, that we did. We had a steering committee and uh, the steering committee uh, looked at some of this data and they also look at the social determinants of health data and then we developed a a process and in, in a questionnaire uh that that went out to the the community uh because we can look at the market out, out mergation data all we want and then see what we can have here but but really it takes the, the community letting us know also what service lines and what other things that, that we're not providing for them that they want and so um, so we're able to, to kind of get the basis of the, the questionnaire put together for that community health need assessment uh, to get out to the community to, to let us know what, what they wanted and sometimes what they want and, and what they actually need and what we can provide is actually different things as well. So, so we had the data to back up uh, anything that they came back with and said, and said what they wanted. That's great. So how, how did these results impact your hospital and the community? Share a little bit more about what you learned and 
in what you're doing now as a result. Right. So, so one of the things that that came back, well, actually several things that came back from the community health needs assessment, uh, the community said that cancer and oncology was the top priority, their top concern, hands down. Um, then, then number two, oral health um, was something they were concerned about that we didn't have in the, in the county at that time. Uh, orthopedics um, was another area that the health needs assessment said that, that we were lacking, as well as substance abuse and mental health um, was next. Uh, and then uh, something odd, such as daycare, was kind of a fill-in, but it was tied for the, the third and fourth area of opportunity, and, as well as vision services was tied for that as well. So the community told us, okay, here, here's what we don't have, we think we need. And, and so then I was able to take that data, what we had, and, and, and plug it into that, that report from, the, from Civic, from now migration. And, and also uh, in 2014, I developed a, a population and a physician population um, market analysis based on the Thomas Reuty study and a 1 billion Medicare visit study that set, tells me, okay, from a standard deviation and, and how close um, the certain population can support service lines. And so plugged all the numbers into that as well. Um, and something that doesn't happen very often in my career, it all matched up where it actually did say, um, number one, opportunity is cancer. Number two, oral health. Uh, three, orthopedics, uh, so on and so forth. So, so the data was, was, was completely validated um, and, and told us, okay, this is what we should be focused on. And so then we put a strategic plan together for the next, for the prior three years, which is we're just finishing up just now as we speak. So, so, so far what we've done, we've um, put in a new orthopedic service line uh, where we do uh, hip and knee replacements here in Holyoke. And then we also um, um, put in, um, uh, we're focused, we're putting on a daycare facility. Um, we're about ready to get that off the ground. Um, we put an, a vision clinic in, an optometry clinic. We have an optometrist. Um, and then also we started doing cataract surgeries this year also. And, and so that's been very, very successful. Um, and then in there also, we found out that our prescriptions was leaving the community because we didn't have um, a, a good pharmacy. It was an out-of-town pharmacy that came here. So we put our own pharmacy in and that's, that's been tremendously successful. So, um, so and also um, we're getting ready to wrap up this year and a strategic plan by integrating our mental health and stuff since we have put our substance abuse telehealth in already. Uh, and getting ready to put mental health uh, into our clinic for a fully integration, integrated clinic and uh, focusing on uh, getting our chemotherapy up off the Doing all of those things and, and putting those things in has been fairly successful. Um, so we uh, doubled our, our revenue uh, from a hospital perspective organizationally in two years. We went from from about a $14 million a year organization to this year, we'll be wrapping up around 31 to $32 million in, in, in revenue. But, but more importantly, we got the patients uh, access to those service lines that they were traveling outside of the county to go get. And uh, the community has been very appreciative of that. And of course, um, uh, more dollars to do mission related things too is always, always nice to do also. So the community is very happy about that. Um, so far, what we're seeing, uh, some unexpected things that we didn't think would happen um, was our inpatient uh, uh, volume 
Um, we were very much focused on not being a hospital anymore, um, diversifying our outpatient service lines where we're about 80% outpatient. But this year, our inpatient uh, volumes have nearly tripled just because now that nobody has to leave the community, they, they have to trust us more. And then also, a lot of the joint replacements too require some inpatient stay. And then, so these, this stuff just kind of snowballed to, to some unexpected things that we weren't expecting as well. Well, that's very exciting. That's, it's very cool to hear that this process um, really engaged the community and kind of built the trust and not only expanded you know, access to service, but then their um, desire to, so to speak, come, come and see you guys more. So that's, that's very exciting. Um, so what are your next steps? then now that you're almost done with this strategic planning, is this something that you're gonna continue to um, improve upon and work on in the, in the future? Right, so, so now um, we're actually in, in, in talks with you guys to, to do this report again. We're due for our community health needs assessment that's gonna be done by vertical strategies coming up, um, focused on that. And we also have a consortium that we do in community health needs assessment with five other hospitals um, trying to understand that a little bit better. And then also with the hospital transformation project coming up, which requires a community health uh, neighborhood and engagement strategy. Um, we're getting ready to do all of these things, um, leading down the, the road, trying to understand that this whole process again, uh, we'll take, it'll take a look at our baseline service lines that we have, um, but also it may be believing, using a little bit different strategy or, or moving forward upstream, further upstream, we've got the machine, so, so to speak, put in place for, to, to focus on social determinants of health, such as food insecurities, um, those kinds of things. So, so we're gonna be utilizing this data to establish, see what our baselines are, um, and then go through the whole process again um, with more robust data and actually uh, more stakeholders at the table to understand what we need to be providing for the community now. We have the basic medical stuff put in place now we need to focus on okay how do we keep people out of the hospital and keep people healthy now yeah very exciting well great work that you guys are doing um i i do want to remind people to go ahead and send in can, any questions that you guys have in the chat box we do have one. Oh, we do have one question um is there a date range filter on the migration data yes so i can actually pop back out real quick and show you that one more time. So you do have the ability to um, look by different years, and like I was mentioning at the beginning of showing this information, we do have 2017 full year run out as well. So if anybody did get access to this particular dashboard, um, we would be able to update it through 2017. So yes, there are, are filters for years. And in addition, you can look by the different payer types, which, which might be a value when you're doing things like the hospital transformation project and other things where you're focusing perhaps on a particular um, population like Medicaid or something like that. Any other questions at this point? Not yet. Travis, I do have another question for you. Um, so before you had access to this kind of information, um, how would you guys go about strategic planning and what was really the, I'm, I'm curious if you found something that you were surprised by in the data. Yeah, so so prior to this, this um, I, 
well, you used that study that I that I put together in the population data, and it was just kind of uh, guessing and say, okay, this is what the population shows, and we can support the service line. Um, but that's really all we had, and that's all I've used in the past. Um, so um, I think the the most surprising thing that I saw on the data um, from the from the civic report was the cancer oncology piece. I knew it was something that was significant. Uh, according to my my study, I was mentioning, but but your report showed there were 3,400 visits a year going to to other communities, and we know that a lot of times if you have you have cancer, sometimes that's you can get 30, 40 times depending on the cancer, and so that was really surprising from that perspective, and it and it created an urgency of trying to get that done. But of course, uh, chemotherapy and and cancer services are are pretty restrictive and regulatory. A burden behind that you need to make sure everything is in place and so that's, that's taken a little bit longer for us to get that in there but that was the biggest surprise was the amount of cancer patients and chemotherapy patients leaving our, our community for that service yeah that's pretty um pretty large amount of volume considering how big is you is your community it's about 2550 uh people 2250 people that is a significant number of people um, impacted for sure with those services. Uh, but how, how excellent that they don't have to leave the community for, for those services now is difficult enough when you are dealing with a diagnosis like that, but then to have to travel um, to take care of yourself is, is probably really challenging for those patients. So I can imagine that they are very, very appreciative of those services being in their community now for sure. Um, I don't think that we have any other questions um, that are coming in from the crowd here, but um, I do, do want to thank you guys so much for your support in number one, helping us develop this information in the first place. And um, I guess, is there anything you would like to um, share with other colleagues in other rural communities um, with lessons learned from this information. And I'm sure that there are a lot of rural folks out there that could benefit from doing something similar to what you've done. And um, if, if you have any words of wisdom for, for anyone out there, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say, you know, if you're hesitant or, or if, if you don't think it's worth the money or anything like that, I, I, I would argue against that pretty quickly. Um, doubling revenue is, is considerable in any organization. Um, and also the, the power of the data to validate your thoughts. Um, and also, like you all mentioned, to try to change perceptions as well um, uh, and let people know where, you know, what's going on in your community, what health care you're providing and, and where your, your gaps are. Um, it's definitely worth your time and money. Thank you so much. And I do want to mention that for anybody who is a member of the Colorado Rural Health Center, we do have a partnership with them. So you do get a discount um, off of accessing any of our information, including a report similar to this. So if you are interested, you can always contact the folks at the Rural Health Center or contact Civic directly, and we can give you more information about that. And we also do have a scholarship program, too, to help um, deflect costs for certain situations that might qualify. So I do want to thank you guys so much again. Thank you, Trampas, um, for joining us and sharing your story. Very helpful to hear um, how you've been using this information and very exciting to hear the community benefit, 
that you've put into place. Um, so thank you again for your time and thanks to everybody who joined. We will be posting the recording soon. Have a great afternoon, everybody. <laughs>